Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now save fifty percent on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power twenty twenty three award information, visit jdpower dot com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber dot com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Chopper P. Cornell and I'm joined not by my intangible co-host Tempest. No, no. Today I am joined by none other than Sullivan Bow Brown. Hello. 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 How are you? Yes, I am not too bad at all. How are you doing, bud? I'm good. I'm good. Good. I, I, I played football yesterday and I'm oh, my legs are knackered. <laughs> oh, <laughs> can hardly walk. That- <laughs> That checks out, yeah. That This is the second podcast, not only that you've done this week, but the second remote podcast you've done this week. Because, I know. Because of strikes. <laughs> the twin strikes are perfectly put on the days where I have to review, specifically WWE especially. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, it's great. It's great. Yeah. No, it was... Oh. It was um, because yeah, when we had this originally scheduled in, it's like okay, Sullivan's going to do this this week because Tempest is off, uh, and I was like, yeah. great. Oh, that means we can do that one in person because you know, obviously, with Tempest being in Canada, there's not very much scope for for us to do stuff in person. So you know, having uh, we're like, oh, we can we can use the studio, great, because we like using the studio as much as possible because it's a nice studio, mm. so we, we'll yeah. use it. And then the strikes went out, so we're like, ah, never mind, we'll do that one remote, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so frustrating there you go yeah uh, but uh how is your weekend going sullivan it's good i've got a lot on considering Mm. that it 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 shouldn't be a weekend especially with the train strikes today but i'm going to two parties today pete two parties two oh two (laughs) two parties and they i'll tell you now they both started uh little uh, just under an hour ago they both started about an hour ago <laughs> and yet you're here oh yes wrestling i don't know if that speaks to i don't know if that speaks to your love of wrestling or how apathetic you are towards the parties a little bit of common a column a little bit of column b <laughs> <laughs> what are um, these parties yeah. for why are there two of them uh, so, uh, it, funnily enough, it's they're both from the same friendship group as well. Um, but uh, just one person didn't realise that they'd set up their party 
uh on exactly the same day as another one so one of them's like a sort of like oh drama school reunion and the other one is is like oh it's my birthday and like you know we haven't seen them in ages as well so it's sort of like them coming back and oh 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 dear it's gonna be a nightmare Uh, so i'm gonna gonna manage going to both who knows who knows (laughs) uh thought that far ahead i haven't even looked up where the second one is i know where the first one is that's close (laughs) (laughs) i don't know where the second one is turns out the second one's in cancun oh no no (laughs) too far (laughs) oh oh dear how's your weekend going eh uh, yeah, it's fine. I uh, got uh, not much going on. It's work in it. I'm doing Forbidden Door tomorrow. Also work. So yeah, I'm just I'm just chilling. Uh, this evening I might be doing some uh, online games with some friends. Uh, might be playing, you know, a bit of like stupid Uno and having a few drinks and stuff like that, which sounds quite fun to me. Uh, which would be quite enjoyable. Might be doing that. Might not. Started watching The Witcher yesterday, so oh, yes. might be watching more of that. So who knows? Yeah. I've only watched the first series, but I enjoyed it. Um, Mm. Yeah, Yeah. we just watched the first episode yesterday. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, it's fun. I'm in. I'm in Mm. for this. I'm in for more. Mm. Also, just like to point out, Henry Cavill, an incredibly attractive man. Goodness me, gorgeous, unbelievably gorgeous man. What a jawline that man has! I couldn't believe it. Just during the whole episode, I was like, "Oh my god!" (laughs) (laughs) How is he? so built and so uh and so like naturally good looking but also seems like a really nice guy as far as i can yeah. tell in interviews just down to well. earth you know just down to earth normal <laughs> doesn't make any sense if you're that attractive you don't need to develop a personality henry did no one tell you <laughs> oh dear that's exactly right and like oh. as well especially because of the the voice he's doing for for Geralt in the show it's obviously very deep and gravelly, and I'm, oh, I'm, I'm really cool. It's just like, you're already cool! You don't need to add that on! <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> now literally oh, just become one of my favourite characters just because he looks f***ing awesome. I, I swore. <laughs> Sorry, Editor Vinny. <laughs> I got carried away. Uh, yeah. It's Henry Cavill, to be fair, Vinny. It's not, it's not Pete's yeah. fault. No, exactly. It's it, it's it's the the influence of Superman. Um, but uh, anyway, we should probably get into the the main portion of the show where we're going to be talking about AEW Rampage and that mm-hmm. there was a new faction actually debuting. We saw the alliance before, but now it actually paid off on our screens. We've got a new faction AEW. Very exciting. Here's the show. This was uh, built around the opener of AEW Rampage, uh, which, first off, Ray Phoenix versus Andrade El Idolo. Yes, please. When this just got announced, I was like, okay, sure. I'm sure we're in for a treat. Sounds great. Um, And these two, like, Tony Khan had the... um, the pre-Forbidden Door media call yesterday. And he was saying like, oh yeah, we've got Ray Phoenix versus Andrade in the opener of Rampage tonight. This will be like a pay-per-view quality match. Um, But because of like the politics surrounding it, because of like Mexican wrestlers couldn't be used on Forbidden Door because of CMLL's um, uh, rivalry with AAA 
and CMLL have the working relationship with New Japan. There's like the whole thing. So like Mexican wrestlers from that are associated with AAA can't be put onto the Forbidden Door show. So he's like, we'll put them on the opener of Rampage instead. And crikey, he wasn't lying when he said this is be a pay-per-view caliber match because these two just went nuts in this match. Yeah. This was so much fun. Yeah, I love it. Absolutely. Oh, it was fantastic. And like, it was everything that, you know, when Andrade first came to AEW, I was so excited because I felt like, oh, he is so much better than how he's been used in WWE. I'm really, really excited. And his time in AEW has been sort of just fine. He's just sort of pottered along um, and, you know, done various different things here and there that haven't really made a huge impact. But this match, I was like, yes, he is incredible. Like, that's the thing. And, like, Ray Phoenix is always... He's one of my favourite wrestlers, Ray Phoenix. Uh, like, he... I, I don't think he's ever had a bad match that I've ever seen. Like, he's just unbelievable. These two are really... I, I wish they were on the pay-per-view. But also, I'm so glad that we get to see this on Rampage. That's amazing. That's just... It was a pay-per-view quality match. It was fantastic. I loved yeah, it. Yeah, it, it, it absolutely was. I love the, the, the spot that they did where Andrade started doing the Three Amigos... Uh, did two of them, and then Ray Phoenix counted and did the three amigos himself, and he got the big babyface pop for completing the move. It's like that's just such like perfect psychological storytelling. I love that. Yeah. Um, and those who just went back and forth for ages had a really really good back and forth match through the whole thing. It's I I can't say all the spots because there are too many. Um, yeah. but it's 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 exactly the caliber of match you'd expect out of Phoenix and and Andrade when they got given time, and they did get given time. It was great. Um, and then it came in with, with the actual finish. Phoenix did a dive to the outside. There was a big schmoz with all the managers and stuff getting involved. Uh, and in that uh, ruckus, out came Roosh, who we had seen uh, partner with Andrade um, before when they had their, their backstage segment where they partnered up together. Um, but now he actually made his AEW debut here. Uh, hit a low blow onto Phoenix, who got rolled back into the ring. Hamelot DDT, uh, El Idolo, I should call it. And, uh, mm. and uh, Andrade gets the win. Afterwards, they do a little beatdown. Roosh uh, steals the, the mask from Phoenix, and they put on matching T-shirts, and they reveal that they are now called La Faccion Ingobernable, which uh. is obviously Los Ingobernables de Japón, or Los Ingobernables in AAA is where they started, but now they've got their AEW tangent, which I'm all about. I think this is great. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. It's very, very, very exciting. And this is, yeah, this is, this is how I feel like this is how you use Andrade. Like he is, he is, he is going to be a great leader of that, uh, that stable, that faction. And it's, um, and I, I, I imagine they'll recruit more. I don't know, but like him and Roosh, it's going to be great. I, I'm very, I, I'm excited now for Andrade, which I haven't been for a very long time, not really since he debuted. Cause I felt like he, there was that whole stuff where he was with, the hardies sort of and then it that was weird it was all weird but this is a thing where he he can actually there's 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 continuity there there's history there and that's a lot more interesting a lot more fun i think you nailed it yeah i think this is something that's actually made me really interested in what andrade has to do because when he came mm. in it was like he's with vicky guerrero and it's like uh, okay you know <laughs> sure i'm sure he's gonna be great in AEW. like his wrestling is gonna be fantastic and it was like it's fine he's going okay and then occasionally you'd have a banging match like you put on an amazing rampage match against pack and you'd be like oh yes andrade yeah. finally great he's amazing and then you'd continue to potter on for a while and you go okay he's still back to just doing nothing now it's andrade hardy family office and then they kicked out the hardy so it was the andrade family office which was still a bit like what's the dynamic here i don't really get this but okay <laughs> 
Uh, and now, finally, I think this is hopefully going to be the thing where it's going to be like, right, Andrade has arrived. Now this is his thing where he's actually going to um, do all the stuff that we thought he could do. Um, yes. Yeah. So I'm 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 well pumped for this, and yeah. I'm really happy that Andrade's been given some some proper direction because I think he he sorely needed it. Uh, mm. And I think that him partnering with Roosh as well. Roosh, for those unaware, is former uh, Ring of Honor world champion. Uh, he's been champion in AAA. He's a very good wrestler. So having them partner together is is all thumbs up in my book. Uh, mm. I've only seen a little bit of Roosh wrestling, but he's really, really good uh, from what I've seen. So yeah, big thumbs up all round from me. <laughs> Well it, done, well this, done, Rampage. This was lovely, and, and I think yeah, if if you're gonna replace the Andrade family office with mm. La Factura Inca Bernabé, then I'm I'm all in on that because I think yeah, th- this is a much better version of what Andrade should be doing in AEW now, which yeah. is great. So yeah. yes, big thumbs up for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also people people might be saying like you know AEW has too many factions and all that stuff. I disagree because factions are great and it gets the thing is when you have so many people linked to so many other people, not even necessarily factions, but people who have interconnecting like histories and allegiances and things like that, you get so many more people on your screen all the time without overexposing Mm. them in matches all the time. So you don't have to be like, you know, Andrade doesn't now have to wrestle to be on screen. Roosh can have a match and then he can be there and it still gets both of them over and gets them both screen time. They can further their characters and stories without having to just have like the same matches over and over over again, which is Mm. great. Um, So yeah. yeah, again, more factions I'm all for. And the more inter- interconnectivity you can have, you can you can you can have factions. You know, have uh, you know people within factions have mini storylines against other people within within factions, and it's just uh, interconnecting the the whole world of AEW together and building up that world is is really 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 great. And it's something that like I felt like wrestling. You know. Way, you know, we, we we look back on the attitude era a lot, but like you know, I felt like that was a very interconnected time. I felt like that was something that was really really great during that time. Is that everyone had a stake uh, in uh, in uh, and had an opinion on other people, and they were pretty clear. Uh, it wasn't just oh they're good guys and they're bad guys, so therefore they don't like each other. It was more interconnected. There was reasons why, and it was yeah, I, uh, for the world building of AW, I think factions are super useful. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree and my only this is not a criticism of this at all it's only just like oh I wish this could have happened which is I wish this had kind of happened on the forbidden door thing obviously the politics have prevented that but with yeah. LIJ and all of like the interconnectivity of Los Ingobernales de Japón and all that stuff and having Andrade and Rouge be part of that like dynamic it would be just it would just work it would be so perfect for that show yeah. and I'm really sad we couldn't have that but yeah. you know, having it on the the rampage right before, I still think is fine. And to be honest, it's going to be an AEW faction rather than a New Japan faction. So like, you know, I it's fine. I just yeah, just just it's just a little bit of me that just goes, oh, I wish we could have had this thing. <laughs> yeah, Which it's such a shame. Nice politics yeah. is the most annoying thing in 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 mm. wrestling. The backstage politics of stuff is just. It yeah. so often gets in the way of stuff. It never makes anything better. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Uh. You're right.
Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. rest of rampage now mm-hmm. and then we'll do uh smackdown and then we'll do the rest of the old shirts later get those in yeah still looking forward to support do them uh so rampage continuing afterwards we had this opener of phoenix and andrade which was awesome mm-hmm. um we then had eddie kingston who i think this was like on the scale of eddie kingston promos this wasn't like his tippity top amazing best promo ever by any means Mm. but even on like a middling eddie kingston promo he still has a couple lines where i'm like jesus christ eddie (laughs) he's a better promo than most people it's ridiculous it's it's so much better than most people it literally said i can't wait to taste what a coward's blood tastes like (laughs) eddie my dude chill (laughs) um yeah, really fun promo. Just being like, yeah, can't wait to taste your blood, Chris Jericho. Okay, Eddie, you're nuts, <laughs> and we love you for it, I guess. Eddie King's <laughs> the best. I love him. Yes. Um, oh, I, f- I didn't get a screenshot of that. I'm genuinely going to go get a screenshot of the thing I'm about to talk about because I really want to, uh, because I think it's funny. Um, where we had a promo with uh, Swerve and Our Glory. Next, Swerve and Keith Lee were backstage, mm-hmm. and they're still saying that they're not quite on the same page and uh yeah they're, they're still trying to work out the differences we need to keep winning 
And Swerve tried to say, indubitably, because that's what Keith Lee said last week, and he couldn't quite say it. And Keith Lee just did the best, like, meme face looking at the camera. As soon as he said indubitably, he was like... <laughs> it was... It's the funniest. And I need to I need to go get a screenshot to show everyone, because it's very funny. It so really gonna, made me I'm laugh. Gonna, I'm going to do that. We'll continue talking, but I'll, I'll do that in the background. Because uh, that was the thing with this promo. I was like, oh, I don't really know where, you know, how this is sort of furthering uh, a storyline here. I'm sort of like, I'm not really. And then that, and then, then he tried to say indubitably. <laughs> and it made me, oh, I was about to swear, it made me really, really laugh. Uh, it, yeah. it was very. Very, very, very funny, and uh, it was. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I, it, it, I think that these two have uh, so much yet to come that you know we've, we, you know, it, it, that is going to be much more exciting and fun and interesting. Uh, I just want to get there now. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the only frustration I have with these two is that I, w- I want to see it right now. Yes, um, exactly. Yeah, and I think that you know they they're having a match at, on the Forbidden Door buy-in. It's those two versus um, uh, Yoshinobu Kanemaru and El Desperado. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they might be splitting at Forbidden mm-hmm. Door. I feel like that's yeah. probably where the story's going to go, or it's at least going to be they'll have more miscommunication and they'll mm-hmm. lose, and then it'll mm-hmm. be like, oh, we're grumpy at each other, and then. Yes. That that'll be that from then on, but <laughs> I think it, it, that so, uh, story is definitely going to be um, furthered. I think on the yes. on the buy in, uh, yeah. which would be great. I'm I'm just loading in that screenshot now of Keith Lee's face because I'm sorry, but look at it. <laughs> it's so funny. It's just the perfect meme face. Swerve being like, I can't say indubitably, Keith Lee like. Come on, man. <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. Oh, that's fantastic. I, I love Keith Lee so much. Yes. Um, I've also just seen that apparently we had a bunch of ultra chats. My page just didn't update. So we'll get to those later. <laughs> uh, it's fine. We'll do we'll deal with it later. Um, we then had uh, Serena Deeb and Mercedes Martinez versus Sierra and Lainey Luck. Um, the Ring of Honor women's belt looks great. Why didn't anyone tell me? It's really good. <laughs> it's a really nice belt. It's not for you to see, Pete. Clearly not. Clearly not. Yeah, so this match was longer than I thought it was going to be. Um, mm. I, I like the fact that in AEW, I feel like this is a point I've made like several months ago, but I like the fact that in AEW, the difference between their top tier main event talent and their enhancement talent is not as wide as it is in some other companies. So you can yeah. still have like a decently competitive match between your main eventers and your enhancement talent, but the main event talent will pretty much, you know, always win. Um, yes. But it's always like they can still have a competitive match and not feel weak coming out of it. Whereas, mm. you know, if you look at a company, for example, like WWE, where you have your main event guys like Roman Reigns, if he had an enhancement talent, he will win in seconds. And if he doesn't, yes. well, he's looking weak, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, and sometimes it won't even be an enhancement talent. Sometimes it would be... Oh, pardon me. Sorry. Oh, uh, Rick- there's a swear. Sorry. Uh, it'll be Ricochet or someone who's like incredible. <laughs> and you're yeah. like, that's not an enhancement talent. No, mm-hmm. don't do this. Yep. Oh, oh, exactly. Yeah. It's uh yeah, 
but so I like in this match, I still think though that they got given time and they had a bit of a competitive match. It still took, I feel like it took a while to get to the finish, but without it actually being a competitive match, it was just like Deeb and Martinez just kind of beat up Sierra and Laney Luck for the whole thing. And it was like, okay. Laney Luck especially had such a bad time. (laughs) Yeah. God, like they did like a like this double like um release front suplex onto the top rope where they just kind of threw her and she just probably like bounced off the top rope into the ring. I was like, ah, gee, <laughs> what did Laney do to you? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> oh, um, oh. but they had some sort of miscommunication. There was like a bump where it hit like Thebe's arm or whatever. Um, they they did double submissions for the win. Uh, but then mm-hmm. afterwards, they were like, you hit me. No, you hit me. And blah, 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 And they got in with each other. So there's some sort of dissension where they're going to build a, a story around that. So, yeah. That was fine. It, it, it felt going in, oh, they're not going to get on at the end of this. I can guarantee it. Because yeah. I don't know who these other people really are. <laughs> so I'm sure that Serena Deep, <laughs> Mercedes Martinez are not going to like each other at the end. And sure enough, they didn't. But yeah. I think like that would be a good match going forward i mentioned that at some point like i i could see uh, you know serena deeb getting the ring of honor women's title and she'd be really good with that um mm. or, or you just keep it on mercedes martinez either way it's, it's, it's a good match so i'll be happy with that yeah uh we got a video promo for uh tully blanchard enterprises and his clients and then there was a backstage promo where i was quite surprised and i think relieved a little bit that jonathan gresham was there with lee moriarty mm. Uh, and they set up a thing between Tully Blanchard and uh, his clients and Jonathan Gresham and Lee Moriarty for a match, which is cool. I mean, that pretty much guarantees that Jonathan Gresham is not going to be the mystery opponent for against Zack Sabre Jr. at Forbidden Door. Yes. I would think, right? So it's, so, yeah. that's, that means it's Cesaro, right? It's Cesaro, right, Sully? Right? Surely. Yeah, it has to be. Because it if it be. isn't... They've really, they've really done this wrong. If it isn't, (laughs) the only other person it could possibly be would be Johnny Gargano. But I I just, Mm. I I mean, who would be like people would be very, very excited for. Um, I think that'd be fine as well. I don't think anyone would be disappointed if it was Johnny Gargano by any means. But Mm. um, but Cesaro surely makes the most sense. Surely, which I did, I didn't think it would be. And then I saw Gresham on the show. I was like, (gasps) oh. Oh no, it might be Cesaro. <laughs> I didn't want to get my expectations up, but now <gasps> my expectations are up. <laughs> oh, that would be a great match. And he'd be a great Blackpool Combat Club member as well, actually. So 100%. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I I think that'd be awesome. Um but yes, that uh that was good. We then got Hook versus the DKC. Hook mm-hmm. won. He's still great. Yep. I have that, not much else that's... to say. There's nothing else to say. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, he's he's great. We love Hook. He's the best. Yep. Um, and then we had the main event of Jeff Cobb versus Cash Wheeler. Uh, I thought that Cash did such a good job in the um, the split screen promos that they do for the Rampage main events. I thought that Cash did such a good job of putting over Jeff Cobb and mm. saying like to audiences who might not have known who Jeff Cobb is, and being like, this is why you should care about him. You're really great. You're fantastic. But also... Here's why I'm going to win, which is like yeah. promo 101 of putting over your opponents. Then you look better if you do beat them later. It's 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 good stuff. And yes, um, yeah, I thought he did a really, really good job here. And they had a very fun match. I 
I love both of these guys. I love yeah. Cash Wheeler, and I've always been a, a huge Cash Wheeler guy. And I've only seen a few Jeff Cobb matches, but man, everyone I've seen, I've been like, man, this guy's really good. Yeah. So like, yeah, I'm, I'm, these two together was such a, a fun little um, uh, dynamic for them to have. Jeff Cobb just being like the big guy, and he was just kind of stomping around the ring and taking it slow, being the heel in the match and beating him down and all that stuff. And then out of nowhere, he just does a standing moonsault, and you go, wait, what? <laughs> this athleticism just comes out from absolutely nowhere and that's what i love about jeff cobb he's oh. he's so so good uh they had a really fun match uh cobb just won clean with the tour of the islands yeah. at the end which is one of my favorite moves i love mm-hmm. the tour of the islands it's so fun um yeah. and yeah just got a clean win really good i i i i loved it because both this promo and this match afterwards i felt much more intrigued to watch the pay-per-view match uh mm. before this i was like oh that's going to be a good match definitely i i you know judging by the people in it yeah that would be a really good match but now i really want to know who wins and that's exactly what you want from these mm-hmm. kind of matches they, it, this is essentially it's not quite the it, dynamite really was the go-home show this is a sort of a a go home show mini for the for forbidden door because far fewer people watch it obviously but like i'm much more invested in this match now than i was going mm-hmm. in and so that means that like both both the promo and the match did that and they've achieved their job of making me really excited about this all of these wrestlers are going to be oh, it's gonna be very 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 interesting jeff cobb is so good he's so powerful oh he's so he's got so much power in those muscles he, oh. uh, he's in the in the same kind of way as like keith lee he's very like he's dense he's like he's just <laughs> muscle and he's just yeah. solid he's a wall i love it it be oh, yeah great. it looks like if you try and push him you just never could like you never no. could push him yeah. <laughs> it's, oh. it's delightful uh yeah I, I i totally agree i think this made me much more excited for the match i was already mm-hmm. excited for the match because i think it's gonna be really fun but like you said i think this made me more like emotionally invested in it rather than just superficially like this will be some fun wrestling this actually yeah. made me intrigued to see a winner out of it um and uh like you said i i think this wasn't this wasn't the best go home show it didn't really mm-hmm. make me that much more excited for forbidden door than i was before because basically nothing actually built forbidden door on the show apart from this yeah. main event but for for this main event it did a very good job of making me more excited for the show i feel like they could have done more for more of the other matches on the on the card but that's a beef i always have with AEW in that rampage always feels secondary and it doesn't really matter at the end of the day exactly but whatever yeah Yeah. um then we had afterwards though (laughs) we had this post-match brawl where dex came out right (laughs) and he had the united empire came out and everyone was brawling. Orange Cassidy and Rapongi Vice came out. Eddie Kingston came out. Started brawling with Jericho, who was on commentary. And this went on for like what felt like ten minutes. And it just <laughs> kept going. I was like, guys, cut the feed. This is the end. That's your yeah. that's your go home hook. Call it. And then they're like, yeah. just keep going. Keep going, guys. Let's keep it keep it going. <laughs> and they just kept going around. Like Eddie Kingston just kept finding Jericho. And then they got separated. And then he found him again. And then they got separated. And then he found him again. And I was like, what's going on? Cut the feed. This is the end of the show. Yeah, absolutely. It was it was so ridiculous. It was so ridiculous. And like there was way too many things going on at one time. Like, yes, yeah. having spoken about the interconnectivity being really fun before, you don't need it all on screen all at once. 
<laughs> just, yeah. just, just, just like calm yourselves, AEW, a little bit. It's fine. We can, we can have, like, we can have, um, you know, Great Khan and, and uh, like FTR brawling afterwards, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, um, Dash Wilder coming in and also the other and brawling. And then maybe a few, uh, maybe a few other people, but it just felt random. It f- mm-hmm. felt a bit like, um, you know, often I describe WWE's booking, uh, especially when they try and do comedy, is is like uh, is like the, a 14-year-old's equivalent of thinking that if something is funny, if it's random. It's very, mm-hmm. very, very similar to that. And this was just like, yeah, we'll just, we'll just get Eddie Kingston out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He'll just fight. He'll just fight Jericho. Yeah, because he's yeah. there. <laughs> Why? No one knows. <laughs> Because that's there what Eddie Kingston do, I suppose. <laughs> and, yeah. Like, he kept yeah. going for the pen on the commentary table. He kept going yep. for a pen to try and stab Jericho with. I was like, <laughs> yeah, sure, I guess. Eddie, you got to it's calm like, down. Yeah. Oh. oh, man. Like, like that bit was fun. And I liked the progression of the initial brawl. Mm. When it was like, you know, FCR came out and then you had Rapongi Vice and Orange Cassidy. Because you have Will Ospreay there as well. He's facing Cassidy. Like, all the people coming out made sense. And then when Kingston ran out and started brought him with Jericho, I was like, you've lost me. Like, this yep. is this is weird. This is yep. strange now. And mm-hmm. then I was like, okay, if you want to have that brawl, because Jericho's on commentary, easy access for Eddie Kingston, sure, whatever. You can make an argument for it. And then and then it just carried on. And I was like, at this point, you gotta you gotta wrap it up. Like, because yep. nothing new was happening. If they were gonna add more people to the brawl or whatever, then sure, you can justify it being that long. But it got where everyone was involved. And then it mm-hmm. just stayed there for the whole thing. And it was just like random brawl. It wasn't even like one team stands tall or, you know, someone gets mm. put through a table and then you have a big pose or whatever at the end. It was just like, they're fighting <laughs> and they're still fighting for ages. <laughs> and that was it. And it, yeah. it felt like it was the stuff that would happen after the show has ended, like for the live crowd, mm. where it just mm. like they fight for a bit after the after the cameras go off the air. But it felt like they just left it all in in the show. Yep. It's yep. very strange. Very strange. Especially given this was a, uh, uh, you know, this is a pre taped thing. So it's not <laughs> sure like it's live. Like they they made the editorial decision to keep that going. When, yeah. when you watch that once, you're like, oh, no, this is too long. We don't need yeah. this. This is too long. We don't need all of this. That's fine. Well, I'm, I'm going to have a wild guess. Here's my theory that I think they probably edited some of the show and maybe had to edit some of the matches or something because something didn't flow right or something went wrong or whatever. Mm. And then that made the show too short. So then they were like, well, just include some of the post-show brawl into the end of the show. And it just made it a bit bloated Yeah, at the end. I think that's, that's not a bad anyway. show. That is not mm. a bad show at all. I know. I am very smart. You're right. Um... <laughs> But uh, <laughs> uh, that was uh, that was Rampage. I thought it was a really mm-hmm. good show. Um, yep. Not not the most effective go home show, but I think pretty much everything that happened on the show was really good. I liked yep. the the opener was an absolute banger. Main event mm. was great. Just really liked a lot of the stuff on the show, and we got to see Hook. Yes, he was great. Yeah, so, yeah. Always great. like a yeah. like a like a high four, high yep. four out of five for me. I would I would agree with that. A high four. It's not quite a five out of five by any means, but it's a high four out of five for me too. Yeah. Uh, well, let's talk about SmackDown now, if we must. Um, <laughs> which <laughs> we 
are contractually which, obliged. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> um, which started with a really long like recap of the Reigns and Riddle match and Lesnar returning from last week. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, like, neither of them are going to be on this week's show, are they? No. Nope. Mm. Nope. Of course not. And then that it kind of got reaffirmed to me that neither of them are going to be on the show when they open up the show with the announcement of being like, hey, SummerSlam, it's going to be a last man standing match, Reigns versus Lesnar. This is a rivalry seven years in the making. And I was like, no, no. <laughs> nope. Nope. They, nope. They, 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 they literally concluded that feud a few months ago. WrestleMania, yep. that was when the rivalry was in the, in the making. That's what it was all yep. leading to, was that big yep. finale conclusion that they had, mm-hmm. which you're just doing again yep. for no reason. It's oh, okay. It's it's also like it's just just having people fight lots is not because it's not what you need for a rivalry. You need more than that. Yeah, <laughs> not it's literally the thing is what they did here was instead of saying a rivalry seven years in the making because that makes you think wow oh wow it's been built up for a really long time. What they mean is we've done Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns for seven years. Yeah. Y'all must be <laughs> bored of it at this point. that's exactly what it is that's exactly what it is it isn't seven years in the making it's just we've been doing this for seven years and we still haven't got anyone else to face this guy (laughs) at a pay-per-view and we know that we want him to be the guy but we don't have anyone is there anyone else that's it god oh goodness me um anyway that was the opening minutes um, we then had Drew McIntyre come out. Oh yes. Who? Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if you'll know, but the chat will probably. A few weeks ago, maybe like a month ago, he came out onto SmackDown and he said that he's going to challenge Reigns at Clash at the Castle for mm-hmm. the for the title because that that's his plan. Because hey, UK show. I want to I want to challenge for the title of the UK show. And I was like, that makes sense. That's that's fine. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. He then came out here and he was like, well, Reigns has been ducking my challenges, despite him not really actually challenging Reigns. He said, I'm going to challenge him down the line at Clash at the Castle, but he's not actually challenged him and said, well, I need to force his hand and I need to win money in the bank. It's like, but why? It's not got to Clash at the Castle yet when you said you were going to fight him. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. You've got amnesia. Drew, you've got amnesia yeah. because this isn't what you said. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh. But whatever. Uh, it's fine. Yep. And then yep. Seamus came out and then he said, I don't know, some stuff. Said that Drew doesn't belong or whatever. It's like, sure, whatever. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> You're only out there so you can have the next bit happen, but sure. So he <laughs> yes. didn't really say anything of she- note. She- Seamus came out to be interrupted eventually. That was <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, mm. they so then okay, so Adam Pierce came out with Paul Heyman, mm-hmm. and Paul Heyman did a quick promo. And Adam Pierce did an announcement saying that Paul Heyman had essentially used his influence with the higher management to remove Sheamus and Drew McIntyre from the Money in the Bank match, but mm-hmm. also they could re qualify for it if they team up and beat the Usos tonight. Why? Why? <laughs> Why? Why though? Why all of this? Like, like, like if, like if Heyman has the influence to get him pulled from the money in the bank, mm-hmm. why do they then have the opportunity to requalify? Surely they'd just be removed from the match. Surely, surely. if we didn't want a minute. 
Why? Then, why? Yeah. Because <laughs> that because now they're in a position where they have to beat the undisputed tag champions mm-hmm. to get into the Money in the Bank match. Yep. And I I spoke about this in my my editor review a little bit, but like, you know, we 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 mock constantly the how will they coexist story because mm. WWE overuse it. Yeah. In and of itself, though, it's not a bad story. It can work. Um, but this makes it a bad matchup because if Drew and Sheamus win, they've now beaten your undisputed tag champs. Yep. And they should then be going for the tag titles or winning them mm-hmm. off them or whatever, right? <clears throat> if the Usos win, then they're not in Money in the Bank and they've just imploded and all that stuff. And and that, that kind of makes more sense. If the Usos just win, that's who should be winning this match. Because yep. not only... Are they a better tag team? Because mm-hmm. they're a tag team and Drew and Sheamus aren't. But Drew and Sheamus actively don't like each other. And they'll be yes. miscommunicating and not working together. Which puts mm-hmm. them like even further down the likelihood that they should win this match. Mm-hmm. Which means that if and when, spoilers, it's when, they actually win the match, <laughs> it makes your tag champions look way worse yep. than they should do. Which... Absolutely. It's exactly what happened. They just looked <laughs> bad coming out of it. It was like, okay, and, I just got beaten by Drew. It doesn't. It, it's so. It, it it just shows how little regard uh, WWE has for their tag team championships in general. Mm-hmm. It's just like, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, we could beat them. I mean, the Usos lose a lot. They lose a lot. Yeah. They, they're, they they're not in storyline. They're not good champions. They're terrible. Like, they've been champions for a long time. They've not been champions for a good time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They've had a dreadful time of it. Constantly pitted up against people without their titles on the line and then losing again yeah. and again and again. And it's just like, but what's the, what is the point of all this? Like, I don't understand. I honestly don't get what the, like, what, what the point of all that is. It just, oh, it's infuriating. It's infuriating. Yeah. yeah. So that got set up for the main event. Sheamus and Drew McIntyre versus the Usos. Uh, we then, though, Money in the Bank qualifier is Shinsuke Nakamura versus Sami Zayn. And I'm like, hey, it's Shinsuke yeah. versus Sami. I'm always going to be in for this. Absolutely. This is great. Yeah. Um, I also really judge just very quickly. I, I, you know, people call me negative and say I like to nitpick. Maybe they're right. Because on this backstage promo, uh, Sami did a promo in gorilla position. Kayla Braxton mm. went up to him and said, Sammy, Shinsuke's waiting for you in the ring. Great question, Kayla. <laughs> Great question. <laughs> and then he just started cutting a promo. It's like, why are you there, Kayla? What's the point of this? You just said a thing. There was no need for you to be there. Sammy, Whatever. it's Friday. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically it. Sammy, do you mind cutting a promo? Sure thing, Kayla. Like, that's, that's basically what what happened here. Um, anyway, the match itself, though, I thought was great. These yep. two are really good. They got given a bit of time. And I'll pretty much always like seeing these two guys wrestle because they're mm. really good. Yeah. Uh, they connect so, so well. And they had some really good, like, psychology going on in the match. I liked that early on, Sammy was trying to get, like, the count-out victory because that's kind of his thing now, as he always wants to get that. Um, his Michinoku drivers might be, like one of my favorite things because like the angle he gets on it it's like oh my god you just put him on his head and then you watch Mm. the replay and you're like oh it's not quite it's actually safe but it looks really good and that's like the perfect way to do it um 
Yeah, yeah, some really good psychology. Great near falls towards the end. Um, they had uh, Sammy went for like an illegal pin, which just got pointed spotted by the referee, but it it looked like it might have led to like a solid finish, which is really good. Um, mm-hmm. The finish I thought was a little bit odd, which is a shame because I feel like it took away from the match a little bit, but it was mm. still a good match overall. Um, in the Shinsuke actually hit the Kinshasa to Sammy on the outside. And I know that it's supposedly like a cowardly thing to get a count out victory, but like they'd established that at the start that it was a legitimate way to qualify for money in the bank yep. by getting a count out. Yeah. And then Shinsuke tried to like pick him back up to get him back in the ring. It's like you could have just left him and you would have won, probably. <laughs> yeah. Which I, I, I know it's supposed to be framed as like a heel thing, but I just don't feel like they did that enough. They just made it seem like it was just like a legit victory condition kind of thing. Yes. Uh, it was, which is I mean, fine. That's up to the, yeah, the commentators there should have um, put that over more as a, as a, like a, Oh, that's a that's a that's a sneaky move there to try and go mm. for the count out victory or something like that. That's all you need. As simple as that is just to insinuate that that's the more sneaky thing to do. The more sportsman like mm-hmm. thing to do is to go for the actual pin. Um, exactly. Yeah. And then that just um, sells it, and you go, okay, fair. I get the storyline. You're, you're mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. And even if they did say that, I don't feel like they did a good enough job of it because I can't remember them saying it. So no, that that to me. Yeah says that like they probably should have done a bit more emphasis on that um and then it also just kind of uh, got a little bit weirder after that because shinsuke picks him up rolls him back into the ring he gets into the ring and sammy kind of like miraculously recovers from mm-hmm. being hit with the kinshasa to hit the haluva kick and win and it's like he recovered from that or oh, really quickly that's weird yeah. um but so so like it was just a little bit odd the finish it was not it didn't you know, ruin the match by any means or anything like that. It was just like a bit like, oh, it's a bit weird. But overall, though, thumbs up. This yeah. was this was good. It was a really great match. It's it's amazing to me. You know, what is it? You know, last month or the month before, I did um, the Wrestle Talk Extra podcast. And we talked about the first Sammy and Shinsuke match, mm-hmm. and it's amazing seeing like the fanfare for that and like how the crowd really got into this match eventually, but they didn't have anywhere near of the like the atmosphere of that. Obviously, that NXT crowd that night was like one of the hottest they've had in like definitely years. Um, mm. But it was it was amazing to me. Uh, seeing the difference in that, but also they're still so good. They did a great job with this match. I was really, really entertained throughout. And uh, weird finish, I agree, but I, I did enjoy yeah. it. Uh, but Sami Zayn is qualified for Money in the Bank. I think that's mm-hmm. a really smart move, especially because yep. some of the dynamics they played off later in the show. I think it's a good call. I liked it. Yeah. Um, then got announced. I feel like this SmackDown was like. The one where WWE have been the most self-aware they've been in ages. Uh, because they announced a New Day versus Jinder Mahal and Shanky rematch. And I was like, God, like, no one wants to see this. Who possibly wants to see New Day versus Jinder and Shanky? And then New Day came out and cut promo with like, no one wants to see this rematch. And I was like, <laughs> okay. Yes. All yes. right. That's I mean, true. I feel like you <laughs> You're, put, you're pointing out holes in your own show, but also <laughs> you are right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, but then they said, this wound me up so much. New Day was saying, we don't engage in rematch after rematch after rematch because it doesn't make sense. And I'm like, but you do though, because you <laughs> just did it with the Brawling Brutes feud where you fought for like seven months. <laughs> 
it's fine. It's fine. I promise. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And they said that instead, everyone wants to see Shanky dance, and I was like, "Well, that's where you've missed the mark." Yeah, absolutely. That's also that's a lie. It's a lie. What? What? What is it about WWE going like? Oh, what about tall people dancing? <laughs> now hear me out. Hear me out. Now they're not just a reg. They're not just a regular height person. They're they're a tall person, and they're going to be dancing. <laughs> Everyone's like, "No, Vince." Like, but why? Why is that? Why is that good? He's like, "I don't think you understand." Tall. <laughs> you're not hearing what I'm saying here. <laughs> this is a tall person dancing. <laughs> it's hilarious yeah. to them for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. Not a clue. That's fine. Uh, so then they start dancing. Shanky dances. I think him and Jinder Mahal split up. Uh, they they like do it. a little shove. Jinder walks off. It was it was very undramatic splitting up. If it was, <laughs> yep. I, yeah, who knows? Uh, but then we had the return of the Viking Raiders, uh, who had really big faces on the Titantron to announce that they were there. It was just their heads cut out on a black background. Look at our faces. We're here. Um, they came back with new face paint and our heels now. Uh, and they beat down uh, Shanky and the New Day. I thought it was a pretty cool beatdown. It was yep. good. Um, they look <laughs> cool. I'm on board. I'm, yeah, I'm totally cool. on board. It's like, you know, I, I felt like, uh, you know, the Viking Raiders were, were, were fodder for uh, um, going to be jobbing out to loads of people. And then eventually they'll just be released quietly in the night. And mm. uh, and and we'll be very, we'll all be sad for them because they're they're actually pretty good. And uh, I'm really glad that they've actually come back and they they seem like they've got a sort of new a new attitude. Uh, mm. And they're um uh, they actually have been built up by this start. That's a good start for them, you know. Yeah, yeah. A new a new start, which is nice. Mm. A new day, some may call it. Hey. This guy, big brain. Um, <laughs> speaking of them being self-aware, so then they did. Th- it was that segment, and then they followed up with this one of being self-aware, where Adam mm. Pierce was backstage. Sonia Deville went up to Adam Pierce and then called him out for the booking of the women's division. She's like, "What's your excuse for the way you're treating the women's division right now?" I'm like, "What's going on? Why do they know what's happening all of a sudden? This is weird." And again, pointing out flaws in your own show, but also you're right. That's weird. I don't disagree with you, but yeah. why are you doing this? That is strange. <laughs> um, and Adam Pierce, because he is such a babyface, makes a handicap match of Sonia Deville versus Raquel Rodriguez and Lacey Evans. It's like, all right, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Seems yep. fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we had, and then we had that match. Except Sonia Deville now has backup of. Shayna Baszler and Zaya Lee, mm-hmm. because I don't think they know how to book Sonya Deville unless she has two random people flanking her. That's just that has to be Sonya Deville's way because she, she had Zelina Vega and Carmella, she had Shayna Baszler and Natalia, and now she's got Shayna Baszler and Zaya Lee. It's just people that have to be around her because otherwise <laughs> it just doesn't work. <laughs> I, I thought, okay, she's got these 
she, you know, she's 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 got quite the entourage here. This is great. This is you know, this is this is interesting. Uh, and this is how you make, uh, you know, you have loads of interference from these two, and then you can have Sonia Deville win this handicap match, but she's done it by cheating, so nobody really has to suffer too badly from uh, it, like Sonia Deville winning a handicap match. Uh, but that, that isn't what happened really at all. Uh, there was a little bit of interference, but it uh, didn't, didn't, didn't work out. No, uh, no, it really didn't because uh, <laughs> her backup were really, really, really effective because Lacey Evans just won. Yeah, just hit the women's right and then, and then won on Sonia. She, she, she just won. Yep, and <laughs> and then afterwards they tried to do a brawl and the three of them couldn't beat the two of them. They, they, they and, couldn't. And, and 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 Raquel and Lacey stood tall anyway. So it was like, <laughs> cool, good stuff, gang. <laughs> What was the point of all of this? <laughs> Great question, Sally. What was the point? Because, like, unless, like, yeah, Raquel and and Lacey Evans, they've done very well out of this. I'll tell you that. I mean, yeah. like, winning the winning the handicap match doesn't really build them up that much, but winning the brawl is pretty impressive. Like, again, yeah. Shayna Baszler's incredible. She was NXT Women's Champion for so long, mm-hmm. and to, to like. Just batter away. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's not great for Sonia. It's not great for Sonia. And I don't really understand why they would put her in that position to then beat her so badly. It doesn't make sense to me. Huh. Yeah. Uh, the Street Profits were backstage. Oh, yes. Uh, and what? they 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 passed Los Lotharios. And they, they were kissing some lady. And then they yep. walked off. And then they passed Drew Gulak, who was doing some sort of training or whatever. And and then they went up to, to Mad Cat Moss. Uh, and Angela Dawkins did a joke. That was the whole segment. <laughs> it was... It was... It was unbelievable. When, when I saw that, I thought, they can't get away with this. This is the <laughs> segment. Unfortunately, Sullivan, they can. <laughs> they can. And they do. <laughs> they that isn't anything. That isn't anything. No. I can't, I'm trying to I'm I i can not remember what my notes were. It's just like which oh yeah, my I have one note. I have one note. And it's just what is this? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah, that seems about right. Yep. I yeah. Oh. Why was this here? Don't know. Who knows? Doesn't make sense. No, I think they oh, just wanted dear. to get some people on the show. They wanted to get Los Lotharios and Mad Cat Moss on the show, and they were like, "How can we do that?" We've got a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't do a match or anything. <laughs> Maybe set him up uh, in some kind of program or anything. No, no. Oh, yeah. All oh, right. <laughs> um. Then we had Natalia come out dressed as Ronda Rousey. Mm. who came out with like a stroller because yeah. and she said some stuff about like ronda rousey being a mum boo she's a mum mm. right such okay. a weird way to attack someone <laughs> <laughs> you have a daughter boo oh, um, you know how to get me oh, yeah yeah i do but then and i i did not have high hopes for this segment because i was like if ronda rousey interrupts this uh-oh, Ronda doesn't mm. have a very good track record on the microphone. This probably mm-hmm. won't be very good. Ronda Rousey interrupted, 
And she's still not the best orator when it comes to speaking on the mic. But this was one of her better promos because she just decided to rip into Natalia from out of nowhere. Like, (laughs) she was like, oh, is that you, Natalia? I didn't recognize you in the ring unless you had your rack out. I was like, excuse me? (laughs) Okay. Uh, (laughs) And then she was saying, what was it? You know, you... you, um, uh, the closest you've ever come to being a star is when you dressed up as me. I was like, oh my God, that's a really good line. That was a fantastic line. That was the line, <laughs> that was the line of the night. I was like, that's genuinely brilliant. Like there was stuff, like there was also stuff about like her, I guess, getting plastic surgery and stuff. Was, yeah. Um, and that was a bit like, it, I, felt, I felt bad for Natalia in, in those points. But yeah, the, that, that last line was, killer absolutely mm. killer um and oh yeah I, I i i think ronda rousey did very well considering she is not a talker by any means no. uh she did really 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 well with this promo um, yeah uh considering her past record uh yes. she's no eddie kingston but uh she... <laughs> she's no eddie kingston that is correct <laughs> uh yeah it was it was just very unexpected, and I I think I liked it. They then had a really awkward brawl where they just mm. had like the stroller just kind of got tug of war between them a little bit, and then yep. Natalia just kind of like walked out, and it was like okay, okay, probably could have done something a bit more impactful there, but the, it's fine. <laughs> Didn't take away from the promo. Promo mm. was still pretty good, so I'll give him props for that one. Um, yeah, <clears throat> we then had um, Walter versus ricochet for the intercontinental title uh Mm -hmm. the rematch uh i didn't notice this last week apparently it changed last week but the uh walter's entrance music has changed again they've changed it to someone else and i don't know if it's better or worse because i didn't really notice it that much so i might have to listen to it again but i didn't notice it either i I don't know why they changed it because wasn't it um it was a piece of classical music beforehand wasn't Mm. it it was like yes i can't remember what it was but um that was perfect it was so good it was it, it was perfect. It was it was so intimidating, but yet also like very um he's so poised. The way that you know um uh was it Ludwig Kaiser as well, like you know, the way he stands is 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 perfect. That that um mm-hmm. their whole look and their everything to do with that is really, really great. And I don't know why they would want to continually change all of it for no reason. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I, okay, so I, I have spoken at, at, at length about why do you need to change something that's perfect. Um, but I will say they have kept the most important thing to me, which is that he's a very good wrestler and he gets yes. to do Walter-style matches, which for me is the, the most appealing thing about Walter is his wrestling. Because, yeah. damn, he's so good. And the way he's just so physical all the time... His chops, he, the way he ended this match with his shotgun drop kick that he should not be able to for perform. He's a big man. It doesn't work <laughs> physics wise. Um, huge drop kick into a power bomb was so so good. I like that he still feels different when he wrestles, and to me that is the most important thing that they have kept right, which is great. Yes. Um. So yeah, I'm still well on board with with Walter. It's great. Love it. Oh, absolutely, and like you know, this was a this was a squash, which is always a shame for Ricochet because Ricochet is still brilliant. But you know, it, I wasn't surprised that it's a squash. Um, uh, Ricochet got a little bit of 
offense in. I wanted him to have a bit more. And I felt like if mm. this match was a little bit longer, he probably would have done. Um, yeah. But the way that the, the stuff they're doing with Walter, yes, they are all the peripheral stuff. They are entirely doing terribly, but yes. the core of the character is still there and he's still great. And yes, in like a, a year or two, he could definitely, I, I, in two years, I think in the next year, I don't know whether it's going to happen, but in two years, he could a hundred percent hold the Universal Championship, you know, undisputed Universal Championship yeah. for a very, very long time. I, I hope. The thing is, this is just me doing my own wish fulfillment, really. But mm. I think that Drew should win the title at Clash at the Castle. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of bored of Roman's title reign at this point, and if he's going to yeah. be a part timer, he should drop the belt. Yeah. <clears throat> so I think you should drop the belt to Drew at Clash at the Castle. Drew can have a decent reign. Maybe not a hugely long one, but a decent reign. Maybe at ma- the following Mania, that goes from September to April. That's pretty long, decent run. Yep. Then that's when you do. You have Walter win the Rumble, challenge mm. uh, Drew, and win the title in next year's Mania. That's how I yep. do it because I think you can just continue his rise at this point. Yes, definitely. I can. I can absolutely see that being a really, really, really like the perfect sort of. Um, uh, trajectory for him because also you want that Roman Rock match. You don't want mm-hmm. the titles involved there. You know if that if that if that is happening next WrestleMania, you don't want the titles involved because you just it's just going to be obvious that the Rock is not going to win because he's mm-hmm. not going to become champion anytime soon. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think I think they uh like building up Walter for next year's WrestleMania is not a bad shout at all. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, we then had backstage promo with Paul Heyman, Kayla Braxton. Sami Zayn came in and reassured, and he was saying, uh, "Don't listen to Kayla Braxton. She's she's twi- she twists your words. She made it insinuate that I was going to cash in on Roman Reigns, and I want to make it clear, I would never cash in on Roman Reigns. I would cash in on Brock Lesnar, which then made it sound like Brock Lesnar was going to win at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. So Paul Heyman got very mad about it." And Sammy was like, oh, I messed up and then walked off because he was sad. <laughs> yeah, I also I like. Yeah, very good. I, I, it, a classic thing of less is more um, with mm-hmm. Sammy not saying a word when he when he when he screwed it up and mm-hmm. uh, and just looked at him and looked down and looked to him and looked down and looked, it, just perfect. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Lovely bit of clowning. And he's out there. He's very, very funny. Sammy. Sammy. Yes, naturally funny. The interactions with him and Paul Heyman are just wonderful. They're they're Mm. both really, really good. Uh, We then had another uh, Women's Money in the Bank qualifier. It was going to be Shotzi versus Aaliyah, but apparently Aaliyah is injured to add to the list of all the injuries in the world (laughs) happening right now. God, there's so many. This is one of the worst injury-like periods I can remember in wrestling mm. for a long time. Uh, there was that one in 2015, 2016, WWE, which is really bad. Mm. But I think this might be worse. Like, across yep. promotions. Goodness me. This is horrendous. Um, but anyway, they had a match here. It was fine. It was just, it was a match. There's nothing really special to it. Um, but I really appreciate the fact that we had to establish what Shotzi's finisher name was because we hadn't seen it yet since she debuted <laughs> on SmackDown ages ago we still <laughs> didn't know it's great fantastic fantastic yeah. i mean he calls that the never wake up oh thanks good that's good info <laughs> thank you 
<laughs> also, it's just set. I felt oh, this is quite. I, I this is an awkward match at points as well. There was that bit where um, Shotzi needed to get her foot up on the ropes, and it's sort. And she she did yeah. get it underneath the ropes and stuff like that. But the referee still counted to three, but then noticed the foot and then went, oh, oh, oh it's only two. No. But how yeah. do you know, ref? You were busy counting to three. You didn't look. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I I presume the referee was there. A person at fault there. I don't really know, but it was um, it was awkward moments. But Shotzi going through makes sense to me, uh, in the sense that like I th- yeah, I think I think she'd be more exciting in the uh, yes money in the bank. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, the Viking Raiders cut a promo. I can't tell you a single word that they said. I'll be honest. I can't remember a single thing that they said in this promo. All I know is that they were like, we're heels now. We're angry. <laughs> yeah, we're me. Uh, mm. Sure. Um, yep. And, <laughs> That's all we need speaking, to say about that. And speaking of completely superficial stuff that goes nowhere, Max Dupree still has not debuted his Maximum Male Models, this time because the locker room accoutrements were not uh, available for the male models. So he's not going to debut them. They don't okay. know what they're doing with this. They don't know what they're doing with this. They are just going, all right, just give us one more week and we'll think about it. <laughs> we'll really mm-hmm. think about it. Uh, sure. I, yeah. Um, so, I, I, okay. I'm not going to get hung up on this because we'll go really long if we do. Mm-hmm. I almost always just talk about pacing on WWE shows because it's awful and it's terrible and it's the worst and it doesn't yeah. make sense. This bit was not as egregious as it normally is on WWE shows. You know, when like someone comes out to the ring and then like 20 minutes later, their actual match happens because they have a bunch of backstage segments and stuff and all that stuff. That pacing is awful. This bit, after that Max Dupree backstage segment, it then cuts to Pat McAfee, who's standing on the commentary table about to cut a promo. And I'm like, wait, was this a scheduled segment? Or was this off the cuff that Pat's McAfee did? And if it is off the cuff, What's he interrupting to do this? Because this isn't an in-ring segment because he just stood up on the commentary table and was talking. But then they mm-hmm. had the cameras in place so it was like it was planned. Mm-hmm. But if it was planned, why is he on the commentary table? What In kayfabe, what was supposed to happen with this segment? I don't know. <laughs> I have no clue. Because it's no felt like it was off the cuff. Yep, absolutely. I don't think it could have been, logically. <laughs> oh, it Anyway. It doesn't. Oh, it made no sense. It made no sense. <sighs> anyway, he challenged Happy Corbin to a match at SummerSlam. Yep, I'm sure that'll be fun. Yeah, his, uh, and his match at Mania was it. good. People like to chant to the music, so yeah, yeah. We we expected this match since the previous uh, altercation between them. So it's mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like oh, okay, yeah, that is happening at SummerSlam. All right, yeah. have fun. Yep. Um. I didn't mention this last week because there were more important things to talk about with like Vince appearing and stuff and Brock Lesnar coming back. Mm. But I cannot get over the fact that on the John Cena video package, they've got Fort Miners Remember the Name for the song of it. And I can't get over it because it's such a (laughs) meme of a song at this point. I just, as soon as it plays, I'm like, oh my God, guys, you can't be seriously playing this song. (laughs) Ah, God, yeah. Oh, fantastic. so funny to me. I, I... I love that. Um, and then we had the main event of Sheamus and Drew McIntyre versus the Usos. How would they coexist? As we mentioned before, 
It's a bad matchup. Doesn't really make anyone look good. The match itself was fun. I, I had a good time watching it. Um, mm -hmm. But Drew McIntyre and Sheamus did just win clean. And yep. yeah, it was, they just won. They're back in Money in the Bank, which is where we were when we started this episode. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. if, if you really think about it, like other than, so like, Zayn qualifying, I guess. Maybe Virginia Bahal and Shanky breaking up. Uh, and then Shotzi qualifying. Did any storylines progress in this episode? Other than two qualifications and maybe a breakup? You could you I could argue know. maybe Ronda and Natalia, just because Ronda's promo was a bit like intense yeah. and that kind of added some fire. And the Viking Raiders coming back. The so Viking Raiders are heels them. now, so that's yeah. something. But it's just, uh, it's just like you can't have your the thing that you're starting and ending with. You can't from a from a story perspective it makes no sense to end up in exactly the place you started at. You need to have those something something happen that at least changes their relationship. Even if they end up where they start, it needs to be something must have changed, but nothing changed. I, it, like that sort of Drew was pointing at Seamus in celebration afterwards. So maybe mm -hmm. they're friends now, but I don't think they are friends. Uh, <laughs> I don't think they're going to go with like, that. The thing is like, they used to be friends. We did yeah. the whole Drew McIntyre, Seamus tag team friendship thing, but then they, they blew up and then they weren't friends. Yeah. So we're going to be bringing them back to being friends again or no, and then what's happening with Rich Holland and Butch if that's the case? Because that's yep. definitely still a heel act, and I don't think you can get this over as a babyface thing. Or they can nope. try, but I don't think it'll work. Um, Who's gonna yeah, hold Butch this back. I know. <laughs> don't you see how funny that is, Sullivan? How random that is that you have Butch. He tries to like fight all the time, and they go, "No, no, you can't no. do that." Butch, comedy. Butch, calm down. I'm just going yeah. to the. You can't fight everyone. He's mm. he, he is literally Scrappy Doo. That's that's it's yeah. it, it's it's kids' cartoon level of uh, of humor. That one. Mm -hmm. That's that's all it is. Uh, also, the Street Profits were on commentary for this main event match, and I found them a little bit obnoxious because oh, they were just <laughs> shouting the whole time. Like, can you not? Is that all right? Yeah, I like. I love. I love having wrestlers on commentary because they often add mm. something different that's really, really exciting. But I didn't yeah. feel like they added uh, anything really, and they took up uh, a lot of the time. Uh, and I was surprised because they're both really good talkers, but they were just talking. Yeah. They didn't pick their moments; they just decided to take over, and it was a bit. Yeah, yeah, I don't exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sami Zayn tried to interfere in this match on behalf of the Usos and the Street Profits stopped them, did a little mm -hmm. shoulder barge and was like, you can't interfere in this match and that's when Sheamus and McIntyre won yeah, that was the show, uh, I gave it a 3 out of 5 just because I liked most of the wrestling on this show um, yep. you know, Viking Raiders' heels was pretty decent um, I think that the Sami Zayn qualifying was good but they didn't have Reigns or Lesnar on this show. And I, mm -hmm. I fear what they're going to do is exactly what they did for WrestleMania, which is announce the match and just go, cool, job done. <laughs> and then they don't actually like build a story into the match. They just go, well, it's Reigns versus Lesnar. Everyone gets mm. excited. Yeah. And we're, we're not at this point. Absolutely. Like I think um, for me, it's a high two 
it's a high two. I did love, I did love some of the wrestling, and like, still the main event was a really good match up until like the the, the finish. I still enjoy because the Usos are amazing. They're a, mm. they're a really great tag team. Um, they can like nearly every single match I watch of theirs is always exciting and fun and sort of like crazy chaos that is going to be that is actually very cohesive because they've really thought about it. Um, so it's a high two for me, but uh, mm. because I did. I just didn't feel like I got any much story-wise out of this whole episode. And ultimately, it felt like a filler episode. But I think, yeah, yeah. I can see why you gave it three, definitely. Yeah, I, maybe it's because, you know, just based off SmackDown's recent history, it's been dog ass lately. <laughs> so maybe just by comparison, it's like, oh, this feels a little bit better. So maybe, <laughs> you know, I'm feeling nice. Um <laughs> I will say, I did wake up in a good mood, so maybe that helped, because I watched this first thing in the morning. So, mm. maybe that helps, you know? I'm glad you're in um, a good mood. That's the main thing. Yeah. I, yeah. I genuinely, I woke up and I was like, it's Forbidden Door tomorrow. And then I got really excited. And then I watched this and I was like, yeah, wrestling. I'm really excited for wrestling. And then I watched <laughs> Rampage and I was like, yeah, wrestling. I'm really excited for wrestling. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Brilliant. Um, yeah, it's been very nice. Uh, anyway, yeah, so that was SmackDown. The, to high two, three out of five. Do we have patron shoutouts? Let's find out. Uh, what's the date today? It's the twenty-fifth. We do. We need to say thank you to some very special people. There are $25 and above pledge hammers on our Patreon page. It's on the, it's on the, it's on the thread on the Discord, Sally. Ah, oh, amazing, amazing. <laughs> yeah, on the, on the, the podcast shout-out thread on the Patreon section. Are you muted, Sally? Do you mute yourself? I somehow became muted in that time. I don't know what <laughs> happened. <laughs> I don't know how that happened incredible work but regardless uh, if you head over to our patreon page patreon.com forward slash rest talk there's so much extra stuff over there uh for a limited time there's going to be uh the cbw perks there is just like let it is like less than a week to get your cbw perks on the rest talk patreon page because those parts are going to go away so if you want like signed artwork from the series all that stuff the video messages from your favorite cbw wrestlers all that stuff it's only going to be on the patreon for a little bit longer gonna have rest talk extra the mailbag rest talk after dark all that stuff it's all on the patreon page and if you pledge at the 25 dollar or above tier you get your own custom wrestling nickname and it gets read out on a show much like this one hey sullivan did you find those names Did you did you find the names, Sullivan? The names? I, I, I did not find the names. <laughs> also, I, uh, your I'm mic just... your microphone has now changed. Does a different microphone? What's happening? <gasps> I'll tell you. I don't know what's happening, but for some reason, whenever I go off the screen that has this stream, <laughs> it it cuts off my microphone and changes <laughs> it to a new mute me. <laughs> I tell you what, Sullivan. I'll just read out the names. How about that'd that? be great? Yeah. That'd be great. That'd I'll be just great. read them Thank all you. out, and, and you could give me just do like applause after each name. That would be great. We'll give we'll give them a little clap each name. Okay. So thank you to the man with the scoops, Sean, the Pharaoh, Stephen Mazafaro, Steve Howlin. If you hear me, that's a good one. Very good. 
the incredible Tarzo. The Pim Particle, Terry Hankamer. Very good. Thank you. Uh, the Superior Dinosaur, Tom Greaterex. That's good. Very That's good. good one. Tony Jabroni. Thank you. Uh, okay. Vincent Charloki Garcia. Sure. I'm just reading what's in front of me. <laughs> uh, Vito Ventura, Pet Detective. Very good. Thank you. Willie Big E Singleton. Thank you. Uh, Yanni Zane Hamid. Zoe Sung 101. And finally, for this Hall of Fame class of the 25th of June 2022, the Rick Pesh. Woo. Woo. Thank you very much, all of our pledge hammers over on our Patreon page. Uh, yes, I saw a couple of people mention it in the chat as well. Just as a reminder, it's Forbidden Door tomorrow. There will be live reactions. It is going to be me and Luke doing live reactions for Forbidden Door tomorrow. So subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, because it will be a good time. It's going to be a fun show. Oh, yes. So yeah, uh, make sure to check that out. Uh, let's do your ultra chats uh, now, though, because obviously it didn't do those earlier because the page didn't update. Uh, I'm just going to refresh it, actually, before I start reading stuff, just in case. Um, on the subject of SmackDown, we have one. On the subject of Rampage, we have several. Um, <laughs> so, uh, on the subject of SmackDown, Will Campbell said, uh, there are reasons why it's Brock and Roman at SummerSlam. Randy's having back surgery. Cody's right tit fell off. Seth, Seth is in Money in the Bank. Ford and Dawkins are feuding with the Usos. Drew is getting him in Cardiff. Edge has a kayfabe busted face. Walter has the IC title. I mean, sure, you say Seth is in Money in the Bank. They chose to have Seth in Money in the Bank. You could have Seth not be in Money in the Bank. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You could push exactly. AJ Styles. You could push Finn Balor. You could push lots of people. You know, Finn Balor, they turned and put into Judgment Day, but they knew that after the Cody stuff. Don't do that and have him being pushed as a babyface. Elevate some stars. That's that's all yep. I'm saying. Oh, absolutely. I mean, why not push Finn Balor? That's such a good opportunity. Yeah. Oh. I mean, they, they did that last year, and then he lost via rope. So, you know, what are you going to do this time? Yeah, that's true, true. Um, on the subject of Rampage, Hawk the Outcast 823 said, uh, Good morning from the Midwest of the US, boys. Uh, don't know if it was intentional, but I really enjoyed Hook getting extra aggressive after the DKC hit him in the face. A little extra storytelling from the handsome devil. Keep up the good work. Sully, that's Sully. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, I really like that as well. In the, mm. uh, yeah, like DKC got some chops in and stuff and hit him in the face, and he was like, Excuse me? And then yes. killed him. It was great. Yeah, Hook's fantastic. Uh, He's great. Uh, Ready, set, Mex says, Hola, lads. Ah, la facción ingobernable. Look badass. Might be the Mexican side of me kicking in. Won't be able to watch The Forbidden Door uh, due to I'm going to see uh, Blood and Guts this Wednesday, and that show will hump. Have a great weekend. Jam that jam. I'm sure it will, and I hope you have a great time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Charles Berg says, uh, phonetically speaking, shouldn't his name be Roosh, R-O-O-S-H? I'd like to think he incorrectly pronounces words that end in U-S-H. Roosh likes to poosh on his touche. Fave insult? Douche. Am I especially childish today? Yes. Yes, I am. 
Maybe I've smoked some koosh. Ah, that's funny. Oh, hey. That's good. Um, I think it's just the, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, it might just be the Spanish pronunciation of Rush, because it's spelt like Rush, but it's Rush. I'm, I would presume so. I would presume so. I don't yeah. know for sure. Who knows? Um, Hannah Allen says, uh, lovely gents, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. If it wasn't for Tempest, I would never have got into New Japan. His love and support for New Japan was hard to dismiss. Uh, you have sold... You had me sold and teamed with Pete. Perfect sales pitch for the company. Hashtag jam that jam. Hashtag LW444 live. I'll be sure to tell Brian next time I speak to him. Um, to the people that aren't excited for this card, give it a chance, please. I understand opinions are like butts, and also wrestling at times has niche fandom. Uh, still, uh, what we're getting isn't inherently bad or even mediocre. It's just round one. Lots of love. Hashtag chill. I agree. Honestly, mm. I've kind of turned a corner on forbidden door i was a little bit down on it being like oh this isn't quite like a dream card or whatever when i was watching rampage and they just ran down the card i'm like god this is gonna be so fun yeah like, these are just a bunch of fun matches absolutely yeah yeah um aaron hanrahan has been a member for 11 months thank you so much um it says uh, i'm really looking forward to forbidden door do you think the entranceway will be a door great question I... <laughs> I I I don't I don't want well, I don't want it to be <laughs> I don't no. want it to be at all. I mean, it'd be a bit like uh, you see that the um, <laughs> did you see the publicity stunt that the uh, the Lib Dems recently did? It was no. like oh, they, they said it's it, it and written on the door was it's time to show Boris the door, but like it was just it it was done with like the worst font. It was like, it was, it was worse than Comic Sans. And you're like, you've done this all wrong. You've done this all wrong. This is like, <laughs> oh no. Oh dear. And it yeah. just, oh, oh dear. It, it, that's what I fear it would be if it's a giant door. <laughs> Forbidden door. Yeah. I hope it's that's just true. a regular yeah. entrance way. That's true. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for, for everyone saying that uh, I said, Brian, I don't know what you're talking about. I definitely said Tempest. Uh, Liam Leonard <laughs> said, uh, it's been a member for 11 months. <laughs> and you can't prove that, audience. You no, can't prove. There's no, there's no video evidence of this so, happening. All right. Yep. Yeah. I definitely said Tempest. <laughs> Liam Leonard uh, has been a member for 11 months as well. Thank you so much. Uh, said, so happy they got the time. Uh, so much less painful than SmackDown. Uh, watching live, uh, still, Castilla Nutter. Stop watching SmackDown live. You're insane. Um, mm -hmm. Mr. Irishman. Uh, also loved Sully at Fan Quizzlemania. Jam that jam. Thank you so much. We had so much fun. We were uh, really, really biased in who we wanted to win. And once again, they did not win. Apparently, <laughs> one of our fans is on a terrible, terrible mm -hmm. losing streak. Yeah. And he just won't win. He just can't. Here Painsville Dan. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, Nate S said, uh, it's probably been said already, but watching that hook match, it clicked for me. Hook belongs in Blackpool Combat Club. It just fits. I'd like that down the line. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's it's one of those that I wouldn't want it now, but, uh, but yeah, down the line, definitely, yeah. 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 Aaron Smith said, uh, what matches are you most excited for at Forbidden Door? The IWGP four-way and Mox Tanahashi look to be amazing. Uh, despite the bill for the pay-per-view, I'm pretty excited for it in general. Hmm. How about you, Sullivan? What's your, what's your match you're most looking forward to? I mean, I, if it is Cesaro, 
then mm-hmm. it might be Zack Sabre Jr. versus Cesaro. That's fair. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the Fatal Four Way as well for the for the champion, you know, for the IWGP yep. Championship. I think that's going to be. I think that's going to be great. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, well, oh, there's actually a, there's actually a lot. As you said earlier, there's a lot to look forward to on this pay per view. Mm, um, there really is. It's not the perfect build by any means, and there's a thousand injuries, but it's going to be very, very, very good. Yeah. Uh, I think for me, I think I'm most looking forward to the IWGP four-way. Jay White, Okada, Page, Cole. I think it just sounds bagging. Yep. I'm really looking forward to it. Should be great. And also Osprey Cassidy. I think that Osprey Cassidy, I think, will be the most unique and just crowd-popping fun match. Yes. It will just have the yes. most like fun spots in it. I think that'll be really good. Um, Aaron Smith said, Yay, Sully is here. I hear you're also coming to WrestleTalk News soon. I hope it's not as long as it took Veer to debut. Who knows? Who knows how long mm. it'll take? Could take yep. years. Yep, we never <laughs> know. Yeah, decades even. <laughs> uh, Darthrain24 said, uh, Sully, I remember when you first came onto these channels, you hadn't watched wrestling. I don't think that's, that's true. That's not true. That's not true. That's not, um, not true at all. Uh, how do you like? How do you like getting back into it? And what do you like hmm. that's changed? And is there anything you hate in today's product? Um, what was it? Okay, so I so I, I really got back into it uh, probably around 20, 2014 is when I first started getting back into mm-hmm. it. Actually, so, yeah, and. But then that was quite a slow easing process into now watching like pretty, pretty regularly. Um, mm. <laughs> um, what do I, I have, I found it. I mean, it's, it's good fun. I, I think certainly the discovery of AEW has really, really reignited my love for it. Um, yeah. Just because it's new and it's interesting and it's exciting. I think they do storylines actually very, very, very well. That makes sense. That have nods that they, they ha- have, have Easter eggs in them for people that care about the storylines. They care about their fans, it seems. And the wrestling is great. Um, <clears throat> think the things I hate in, 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 uh, in the more modern wrestling it's it, 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 it like i just feel it, it i feel like some things are just a it, it you have a, you have a weird mix of sometimes it being way too polished and sometimes it being nowhere near polished enough and yeah very rarely are you at the right point where it's like it looks rough but actually it's really professional and that's mm-hmm. that's that's my probably my biggest gripe at the moment and there's some there's lots of basic story theory that isn't going into a lot of wrestling booking less mm-hmm. so on AEW I think they do a really good job on the whole but like but a lot of WWE stuff they just do not like having a character at the beginning being introduced like Drew McIntyre and Sheamus and having them not changed by the end that is a basic story thing that you're ignoring and that I find frustrating Yes. Yeah. Uh, Van Twinblade said, uh, Denise Salcedo, a.k.a. Denise McMahon, a.k.a. Dorkney Salsucko, screwed Will Washington out of the Quizzlemania title. Hashtag Quizzlemania screwjob. Hashtag justice for Will. <laughs> it was outrageous, Pete. It was I outrageous. Saying, I didn't watch. It was late. 
Please fill now, me in. What happened? So, okay, okay, okay. So first of all, this quiz was ridiculous. She was giving mm-hmm. out points left, right, and center for no reason, right? So cool. yeah, everyone started off with bonus points, it, 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 and they were they were differing, but no, just based on what thing you chose. I got mm-hmm. one bonus point. I was really happy with it. Other people end up with 13. I had the lowest amount of bonus points. I may as well have had minus points. Ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Anyway, so then we do all these questions. The, the scoring system is completely mad. 40 points handed out here. Five points handed out here. Meaning that everything is totally skewed. But Will Washington has a 14, I believe it was, 14-point lead over me in second place. I'm really happy. I'm on a stream with Luke and Tempest and SRS, and I'm second. Um, Will Washington, he uh, ends up winning. He gets all of the... um, He gets so many questions right, and he he wins pretty handily. Uh, and, And Denise says, but wait a second... I've got a Quizzlemania in the bank thing. So now, uh, Will, you haven't won yet. So this is where she really screwed Will. If she wanted to do Quizzlemania in the bank, that's fine. But she didn't allow him to have the win of the Quizzlemania that he had just won. She said, you haven't won yet, Will, because now what we're going to do is everyone is going to choose a number on these briefcases. If nobody gets the right number that has the winning briefcase in it, then will you win? Otherwise, the other person wins, which odds wise is minuscule. It's so small that nobody's going to pick that number. And (laughs) Will was rightly furious. I was furious for (laughs) Will. And then SRS won. It was (laughs) unbelievable. unbelievable. And she said, I can't help it. It's the rules. You made (laughs) the rules. You made the rules up, Denise. It's oh, brilliant. That's amazing. I, incredible. you know what? You know that genuinely. That genuinely sounds like when people be like, when you know WWE, WWE book book themselves into a corner, and they'll be like, "Well, we had to do a screw finish for this match. Can have either of them lose?" It's like you booked the match. <laughs> don't book the match. You made this happen. <laughs> it's it's honestly one of the. It was one of the funniest things because it also made the whole hour of our lives beforehand entirely irrelevant the quiz did not matter yeah (laughs) love it love it great stuff (laughs) um miguel ortiz has been a member for three months thank you so much says a three-month club let's go thank you so much miguel um and bucephalus tindarius has been a member for six months who says i've eaten too many coffee beans i feel anxious i I think that's okay. a reference. I think that's a reference, you know, to uh, the Are You Evil podcast that came out yesterday, <gasps> where I discussed Brooke Bourgeois' penchant for um, eating coffee beans. Uh, and then she eats so many that she makes herself feel anxious. <laughs> now, I'm going to throw out a crazy idea here, Solomon. Yeah. Has she considered not doing that? Now, this is a great point you bring up, Pete. Mm-hmm. It's a great mm-hmm. point. Yeah. And I will say it's one that I brought up to her many times. Mm. Uh, but it doesn't seem to be sort of getting through to her mind that maybe if she yeah. didn't eat the coffee beans, she wouldn't feel as anxious. That's but she still thing. eats She still eats all the coffee beans. 
I don't know what to say to that. That's... She went to Harvard. She went to Harvard University mm-hmm. to be a doctor. Unbelievable. Uh-huh. But is what it is. I always do this, Sullivan, where I start the show, and then, after we're already recording, I go and check to see if there's any emails I should read out. <laughs> see, what I should do is do this before we start recording, so then I'm not doing this on air, and then I'm not just rambling while I'm filling for time, it's so right. I can go and get the password to log into the account <laughs> to check <laughs> what the... I like. Is that you, haven't, you, you haven't left me to vamp at all throughout nope. all of this. No, nope, it's decided just me. You'd commentate on your own vamping rather than <laughs> going, if you got any interesting stories? Sullivan, have you got any interesting stories? <laughs> well, uh, I was going to go and see a friend of mine tomorrow uh, called Francisca Mendo, who is a Portuguese mm-hmm. ballet dancer. Um, but she's been called away to France to go and audition for Disneyland Paris. And I'm furious. I'm absolutely furious. She's been in Portugal for two years. Haven't seen her in ages. And uh, uh, she's adorable. She's a, a very, very, very good friend of mine. And uh, I'm, I'm absolutely furious. But it's, it's a very, like, multinational story. It's quite, it's quite, I, quite I quite enjoyed that. Um, but, yeah, so I'm going to, um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, It'd be sad about that, but that's it. Mm. That's all I've got. That's that's all yeah. I have as a story. That's my well, Sunday. Well, well, that's all right, Sullivan, because I've checked the emails now, so that's that's mm-hmm. bought me some time. Uh, I I can't remember. We we've discussed Avatar: The Last Airbender previously, haven't oh, we? Yes. In the office, what, yeah. What so a you're, series! Yeah, you're you're on board with that, which is good because we have uh, an email here from Nishant who said. Dear Lost Intangibles, the rest talk. Granted, you're a stand-in for Tempest today, but whatever. Uh, it says, uh, my Russell boys, how how are you guys doing? Hope you're all well and enjoying your wrestling. Uh, despite the terrible pacing of WWE shows, frustration is not the word for it. I cannot get over it. It is so incredibly stupid and so easy to fix. You feel me, Nishan. You feel me. <laughs> um, uh, looks like there is enough wrestle talk. See what I did there? It's time oh. for Avatar talk. There we go. Um, uh, I've seen the last episode of TV show and it was incredible. I'm halfway through The Legend of Korra, but somehow I haven't got as emotionally attached to it as I did the first one. I like the first mm. season, the latter half of the second season, but at the end of the second season, when Korra. Spoilers? Have you seen Legend of Korra? Yes, yes, I have. Yes. Okay, fine. Uh, spoilers for Legend of Korra, listeners. Uh, <laughs> latter half of second season, but at the end of the second season, when Korra opens the port between the mortal world and the spirit world, that part makes no sense. Also, can we talk about how the world went from 16th century feudal Japan or East Asia to having cars and electricity and radio in the span of just 70 years? I'm sorry, but that's just too much for me. There was also a huge technological jump in Parks and Rec, and I was really invested in that show too until they had holograms and weird stuff like that. That's all for today. Lots of love. Take care and stay safe. Thanks and regards. Nishant. Thank you so much for the email, Nishant. Um, mm. I like Legend of Korra. It is yes. not as good as Last Airbender, but it is no. good. And w- I'm actually currently in the process of rewatching Korra because my partner hadn't seen Airbender and hadn't seen mm. Korra. So we watched mm. all of Airbender, which we've now finished, and now we're on to, to rewatching Legend of Korra, or she's watching for the first time. Yeah. And we've only done the first, I think, four episodes of the first season. 
but I forgot how much I loved the world world building of Korra. I think I have my yeah. issues with some of the plot and the characters and things like that and some of the events that happen in it. But just I, I liked that technological leap because this is a world where you can create fire and shoot lightning out of hands and, you know, <laughs> manipulate water. So when all the nations come together, they're probably going to have really big advances in that sort of stuff. <laughs> for me, that just makes sense. Yeah, and I think that's that personally for me is fine. A technological yeah. leap like that is fine in in a in a magical fantasy world, uh, especially. Uh, it's it's fine. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's it's not it's not been a, like that crazy. And also, like if you really take the industrial revolution, sort of, sort of like it 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 started in what seventeen fifty the industrial revolution in Britain, and then like so that would be eighteen twenty five. That that's 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 a fair way into like having steam engines. Maybe not to the point of Legend of Korra, but like mm. that's not actually that ridiculous a, a jump. It's maybe yeah. like a hundred years comparatively to 70, 70 years or whatever. But like I think yeah, I think it's I think it's, it's fine. Comparable. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not that it's not that far off. Also, Legend of Korra is great. I really enjoyed it too. I I think it's it's definitely not as good as the original series. But what is? What is mm. as good as the original series? When you've got lightning in the bottle, it's very hard mm. to recreate that. So um, yeah, I don't blame the writers because I still enjoyed it. I enjoyed all yeah. the series of Legend of Korra. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I yeah, just watching these first few episodes again, I'm like, I love the fact that pro bending exists as a sport. Mm-hmm. I just think that's a that's a really fun concept. I don't know if I need like several episodes dedicated to it, but just the fact it exists, I'm like, yeah, that's yeah, I appreciate that. That's a nice detail. It's absolutely <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Um, and obviously the villain of season three, um, Zaheer, is I think one of the best villains. Yeah, up there with Azula, yeah. I think in terms yeah. of villains in the in the Airbender world. Mm. Have you seen they're making more Airbender movies soon? Oh. They're doing they're doing Airbender movies. I need to look these up because there's, there's apparently three of them that got announced. What? Uh, yeah, oh, I know. I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Movies. We're getting three new movies. Here it is. Uh, so, so it's with the original co-creators uh, producing the movies. So that's. At start to indicate that it might be okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. So it's going to be. Wait, t- tell me where when it's going to be, please. Come on. <laughs> That's how you do it. That's how you shout. This, is, me, this isn't is, it? is. This is. This is. I read this the other day. Come on. <laughs> I don't believe you. Besides project twenty. It's nothing. This article has zero. It just says, well, there's three movies. It's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> all, about all the details on them. I don't believe this. Whatever. There's three more movies coming, and apparently they're going to be focused around... It's still, I think, speculation, but I think the, 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 the theories are pointing towards one is going to be um, focusing on Zuko. One of them is going to be focusing on Avatar Kiyoshi, mm-hmm. um, the previous Avatar before Aang. And mm. one of them is someone else. I think it might be Korra, actually. It might just be oh. continuing the, the Korra um, saga from after where the show left off, potentially. Oh, great. Oh, but regardless, it was fun. But that sounds great. I'd look forward to that if it's good. Yeah. 
Give yeah, it to Ram Night Shyamalan again. Go on. <laughs> give it a go. <laughs> you know, I have seen so many videos dissecting that movie. I've never seen the movie because I know it will destroy me personally inside, and I can't. I, I can't put myself through that. No, I um, refuse. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, that is going to have to do it for this episode of the Rest Talk Podcast because we need to go live for the main show. Uh, but uh, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Really do appreciate it. We've got uh, Forbidden Door live reactions tomorrow, so tune in for that. Subscribe and uh, the, to the channel if you haven't already. Uh, stay tuned for more content. We're going to have reviews and all that stuff coming soon as well. Thank you so much, Sullivan, for joining me. Joe that jam. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.